What's up, guys? What's going on, man? I'm back. This is Paul Lean Theology, and we are uh, in the book of Amos as we do in our daily Devo, guys. We are in Amos chapter 6, 8 through the rest of the chapter, chapter 14. Or I'm sorry, not chapter 14, but 8 through verse 14. And uh, yeah, let's continue on. If you haven't read it, man, go ahead and uh, pick up your uh, Bible, read through it, see what it's got to say, and then come back and we'll talk about it a little bit, discuss some of the points in it. If you have read, let's jump into it, man. So the first question we ask always is what does the the text actually say? What are we going to, uh, what is Amos supposed to be saying in the text? And um, what he says is that uh, the Lord swears by himself. There is no other. <laughs> There's none greater who he can swear by. So he swears by himself. He says he swears by his nature, his attributes. So that means like his goodness. He swears by his strength, his might, his power. He swears by his omniscience, like his wisdom. He he, he swears by his faith, his, his faithfulness, his graciousness, his mercy. So he, he he's swearing about all of these attributes. He says, just as much as those things are true about me, are these things that I'm about to do will be true as well. That's what he's speaking. And so what are these things he's going to, what he says, he says that he hates and abhors the pride of Jacob and their strongholds. So pride is an issue. He hates the pride of Jacob. We're going to see further uh, that uh, uh, what he kind of means by that. And then he also says that he hates the stronghold. So even now the residence by which they live, he detests, he abhors. And so uh, what's going to happen? Well, because of this, it says that there is going to be utter destruction to everyone. He says 10 is going to be in a house and there won't be any left. And it says, and when a person goes in to get the bones of these people and they say, is anybody here? And somebody says they are here. They're going to say, be quiet. Don't say anything because they're going to know. They're going to say no, nothing about the Lord's name. It says, don't mention the Lord. Don't mention Yahweh because they are going to know who has caused this destruction upon the Israelites on the Northern kingdom, upon Samaria. They are going to know that it was God. Yahweh. And he says, don't, don't, don't mention his name, man. They're going to know. That's how, when, when, when God swears by his name, it's absolute. I mean, when he says something, it's going to happen. And they're going to know that it was him who did this. And then it uh, continues on. And it says that uh, uh, it will be utter destruction. That's what uh, when it says from the great house to pieces to the little house to pieces to bits, that's like uh, um, I think it's called a merism where it is from the highest to the lowest. Everything is encompassed in it. Everything. Everybody's going to go. And then we see why. Because here he uh, makes this suggestion, you know, he's like, does a does a, a horse ride on the uh, on cracked rocks or uh, does a, a or a, a cattle um not graze, I'm sorry, but does a cattle plow upon it? He's like, nah, those are ridiculous things in the time back then that they would recognize and see is, is insane. And so God is comparing the insanity or the ridiculousness of those events to how they are turning justice to poison and how they're turning righteousness to wormwood or bitterness 
He says, that is the ridiculousness. That's compared to the ridiculousness of these things he's mentioned, like the horses and the cows. He's like turning justice to poison and turning um, turning the righteous to wormwood or bitterness. That is just as ludicrous what they are doing. And even further, their boastfulness. It talks about, I hated the pride of Jacob earlier. And now he's saying the same thing. This pride that you have is just as ludicrous. It says that, uh, that they're saying, oh, by, by my strength that we conquered this place. Or by my power, we, we conquered, we took over this place. It's like, no, no, that wasn't you. That wasn't you. That's what God is saying. And he says this by saying that uh, he is going to rise up against them. Actually, he says he's going to take another nation to rise up against them. And we find out later on, uh, if you read the history, it's Assyria. They come in and they destroy Israel. But he says he's going to have another nation come against them. And that merism we talked about earlier, where it was the greatest house to the smallest house, he says the same way. He says from uh, the uh, uh, the river Araba, from the uh, and from the uh, uh, Libohemoth. That's the northernest part, all the way to the southernest part of the country of Israel. He says, "I'm I'm taking all of that, all of that oppression is going to happen on all of that." Because of their sin. So what does this say about God? First off, I think it says he's all powerful, of course, if he can do all the things that he says. And he has the, the power to do it. This is where his nature, we can see absolutely comes together in how he is omniscient. Or I'm sorry, not omniscient, but he's omnipotent. He's all powerful. But then he's also uh, he's, he's also faithful. So what he says he's going to do, he's going to do it. And he has the power to carry it out. You know, so that's one thing that we get to see about God here is that he's going to do it and he has the power to carry it out. But also that he's judge and he's the ultimate righteous judge. The things that he said are faithful and true. And he's doing these things because of the sinful uh, acts that, that man is doing in um, perverting justice and righteousness. What's to say about man? Well, man is prideful. We feel like we can do whatever we desire, whatever we want. And that they're our own accomplishments. But are they really? Are they really? I know now we say, what has man accomplished? We do so many great things, and I do not doubt that at all. But when we assume that it's by our own power that these things are done, that's when we're wrong. Because the only way that we have been able to do these things is by the gifts that God has implanted in us. Because we are made in his image. That's why we are creative beings and we're able to make such beautiful things. That's why we are wise human beings. We're intellectual human beings. We'll be able to, to invent and to wield and do things. That's why we have dominion. We're able to tame and subdue lands and beasts. And it's all because of the image of God that he has placed in us when he created us. Not any factor of our own. So how do we apply these things? Well, I think we recognize the attributes of God. And know that what he says is true and it will happen. His judgments are just. He is kind. All of these things. But finally, I think that we should recognize the, 
the beauty and wonder in everything that we do, how God has given us the power to do it. Now, I want us to, to, to rejoice in it. The things that we do, create, build, uh, 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 all those things we should just be amazed by and in awe of because, man, man can do amazing things. But don't stop on man. Don't stop on how man has created such a wonderful thing like the computer. Man, I'm doing this on a computer, man, the Mac. They got that M1 chip. It's awesome. But I'm not going to stop on that. I'm going to go further and see that it came from the mind that God has given us to every creature. Or I'm sorry, every man, every human being made in the image of God himself. I thank you guys, man. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.